2: Maccas 30 days, 30 deals. Grab a new deal every day of November. Only on the My Macca's app, the All-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometers of
3: range. This is Sports Day. Yes, welcome everybody to a very special edition of Sports Day live from the Victorian dressing rooms at the MCG, currently Queensland 5 for 105. After Victoria declared its first innings earlier today at 7 for 300. It is a special edition of Sports Day on SEN 1116 because we are going to be embedded essentially with the Victorian cricket team over the next half hour as they walk off after a long day in the dirt at the MCG. So we're into the last over. So after this over is completed by Scott Boland, they'll come into the rooms and have a chat to myself, Adam White, and also Bryce McGain, who is with me. Now, Bryce, this used to be your lounge room for 10 years playing for Victoria, when we look around and you see all the lockers and the cricket bats and the cricket pads everywhere, there's shirts all over the
4: place looks like my bedroom Um, (laughs) does it bring back memories? Yeah, it brings back great memories Dan under the MCG and uh, how exciting it was to represent Victoria and that was one of the really proud things that certainly wasn't lost on any of the players in the Victorian group was who were representing and that was the whole of Victoria all the Victorians that live in Victoria and the ones that were broader as well, we were one of the teams that had a great following. Wherever we went to, whether it in Sydney or Brisbane, we appreciated the support of Victorians who would come down, especially up north. It happened a lot in Brisbane and we really felt at home and we knew that we were representing them and um, it certainly does bring back great memories and just looking over to the area where I sat and next to me was Brad Hodge and uh, just a little bit further up Bobby Quiney, Andrew McDonald. Everyone had their own spot and I'm looking forward to seeing the, the young Victorians come in now. Today's version of them and and see where they settle into the rooms and, uh, I guess, continue to follow on that legacy. So the players will come in literally in minutes. There's only one ball left
3: in the day. Scott Boland bowling the last over. He's bowling to Jimmy Pearson at the moment. We can see that through the television uh, that is uh, here in the rooms. But just to try and paint the picture picture a little bit, there's sort of navy blue leather chairs, armchairs for, for all the players. There's lollies. There's a newspaper. Um, Then I look here, it's almost like a breakfast bar set up where there's uh, toasters and all sorts of things that you can sort of make your own food down here. Then a a big fridge as well. And then, of course, you get the... Unbelievable lunches and afternoon teas, as well, that are cooked. So the players get looked after.
4: Yeah, they do indeed, and well catered for at the MCG. And uh, it's a highlight um, from the bowling perspective when the bowlers, when it's batting time, and you can really hoe into maybe a couple of serves of uh, what uh, the de- delicacies they put together. But also behind the scenes, as as we've seen a little bit on tally, I suppose from a, an AFL perspective, um, you know, the, the ice bars the recovery, the boys will be coming in and doing that. A big bowling effort um, from all, all the bowling attacks. Scott Boland leading that, of course. He got the late wicket today of Usman Kawaja, a big breakthrough for Victoria against Queensland. So um, that's, uh, I guess, some bragging rights for fellow Australian teammates as they competed against each other today. But... Uh, That's what will go on here. There will be some activities that they'll do. The coach will probably debrief with the bowlers and the team at some point as well. So, look, we'll be across all that type of action and get a feel for what the players are feeling after the game. There was a debutant too for Victoria today, an exciting moment. He took his first wicket. He did,
3: Doug Warren. So we'll try and speak to him as well. So we'll be down here for about 20 minutes or so. And then we'll head upstairs into the commentary box. We'll talk about the World Cup heroics last night, uh, with the Australians getting the job done over South Africa. Uh, Bryce and I were part of that coverage last night. It was uh, such a great night uh, at the cricket. Just uh, we're in the home rooms here, obviously being Victoria, but also from an Australian perspective. So when we look up on the wall, we can see the the honour board with all the Test centuries, and also the five-wicket performances, and we can see S. M. Boland six for seven against England in December 2021. And we'll speak to Scott Boland very shortly. The players are actually now starting to to head down to the race. Who do you want to talk to when they come down?
4: Well, I'm keen to talk to Scott and see how he's going and see how uh, how he's enjoying the fact of where he's been game on, game off now, where in the past we've seen him be so resilient. He can play every game, leading wicket-taker for many, many years and then get that opportunity to represent Australia in an Ashes test and take six for seven. Um, a, a monumental moment. And It was reminiscent of how he was bowling now. It was late in the day and uh, and I, I remember back to talking to his brother in actual fact about how proud he is, Nick Boland and uh, remembering how that, that, that went about. But uh, we do have the players coming down now and um, yeah, they're looking uh, well, pretty satisfied with their day's work.
3: Marcus Harris, the first to arrive, and then Will Southern. We might, we might go over to the captain. Come on, Bryce, let's go over to the captain and have a chat to him. Walking across. It's actually a pretty neat sort of set-up, Will.
1: You're a happy captain. That wicket of Usman uh, late
3: in the day has really set up uh, the match
1: pretty much. Yeah, definitely. I think we'd have to be ahead in the game after that Whitey. So, um, yeah, I think special mes- mention to Bowler, who bowled unbelievably all day. Um, he's prime for the Aussie summer ahead. Um, but the boys are really good. Um, to have them halfway at halfway during the match is very good for us.
3: So you've literally just walked off the field. You've been out there for 60 overs. You've just finished bowling yourself. How are you feeling? Like, are you tired or are you that... Fit and condition for these sorts of things. We're halfway through the match. H- how do you actually physically feel?
1: I think most of the boys will be feeling pretty good. Um, I know Bolo bowled quite a lot, but um, yeah, not too bad, I suppose. 10 overs for me. I'll do a nice bath and um, get the hydrolites in and be ready to go for tomorrow. Um, I know the Tom was cramping um, there. He had that much. After of... his celebration? After he, after he ran to the members' stand there, so he'll have to recover probably, but we didn't bowl too much um, thanks to our batting, I suppose, in the first inning, so it sets us up nicely for tomorrow. Will you talk to the players as captain tonight or tomorrow, or do you let that kind of evolve? You've obviously
3: got Chris Rogers as coach. What's your job as, as captain after a day's play?
1: Um, I don't say too much after a day's play. Um, I like to speak in the huddle before um, our warm up game, um, but normally I just like to let the boys do their own thing, recover, um, stew over um, you know, any thoughts of their own game, and then we can have discussions overnight and then in the morning. Um, that's probably where, the, where my main messages come from.
3: Because I think a lot of people think, and bring, I'll bring Bryce in here, that there's lots of meetings, there's lots of things on the whiteboard with plans. It's not necessarily like that. Um, and I guess
1: particularly over the course of a, of a four-day game. Yeah, definitely. I reckon we, we like to do most of our meetings before the game. I think you do all that preparation and then um, you start to get narrower and narrower during a game and you're speaking less and less and it's yeah, basically keeping the messaging really simple. Um, so, yeah, I won't speak tonight. Um Coach might say a few words, but, yeah, I'll, I'll give a message in the morning. But boys know what the job is at hand and, um, yeah, don't want to overcomplicate anything. Do you know how many kilometres you actually run or even steps or something like that? I know you got your GPS figures over at the course of a day. Oh, I reckon if you had a big day out in the field, you might be doing around 20Ks. Um, but, yeah, not much of that's high speed. But, yeah, I think bolo, bowling 16 overs in, um, you know, 55 overs in our little stint there is a very... Yeah, you know, that's a decent effort, so um, he'll have to recover well because he'll be probably starting up tomorrow morning. But, um, yeah, the boys are in good shape, I think. Well, thank you for letting
3: us come in
1: tonight. We really appreciate it, and well done on, on a really good day's work. And we'll sort of
3: walk, work our way around the room and, and talk to a few of the boys. No worries. Thanks, Whitey. Thanks, Bryce. Will Sutherland there. So, Bryce, let's head over to Scotty Bowl, and You can have a chat to Scotty because uh, just get the coach out of the way. We don't want to talk to you, Chris. Scotty, I'm going to let uh, Bryce ask you a few questions. Sit down. You've just had a big day. <laughs> and you've got the big wicket of Aussie late in the day. Bryce, over to you.
4: Yeah, I think importantly, um, a big bowling workload for you. It's, I, I suppose in these situations, in these bowling conditions, probably at your ground, MCG, bowling conditions where it is seaming around, it, you want the ball in your hand, don't you?
2: Yeah, all time. Um, and it's been good. Like we've got such a good bowling group at the moment that I feel like, if one of us have an off day, we've got four other guys who can do the job, but we've been lucky enough that the last couple of games we've all been involved really well at the same time, so it makes my job easier and then in turn it makes everyone else's job easier. So I think yeah, we've got a really well-balanced attack and um, it definitely helps me as well.
4: Yeah, there's no doubt about that, that. There's some real bowling partnerships and uh, maintaining the pressure. No, no one's really letting up. It's, uh, it's, it's a terrific unit there. Uh, in terms of what you saw with the way Queensland go about it, do you talk as a bowling unit and, and maybe look at how you can improve on maybe the way they went about it on this pitch to how Victorians want to bowl there? Yeah,
2: that's a benefit of bowling second. Um, you get to see what the other team do and see what their best bowlers do and... Um, we were pretty focused on the same as last game against New South when uh, we bowled second there, we thought they bowled a touch short and we wanted to be a bit more, a bit fuller, uh, attacking the stumps all the time, getting forward defences, especially in the guys' first 30 balls, so (coughs) uh, nothing changed today, we are pretty keen on that, that was a message from this morning Um, our batter said that was the hardest ball to hit, so pretty good indication from them
4: we certainly honed in on that. What does it look like for tomorrow morning? Well, I suppose after play today, there's a bit of recovery for you, as, as Will shared. 16 overs out of 55. It's quite a heavy workload. How do you freshen up, ready to go for tomorrow?
2: Yeah, uh, I'll probably go have an ice bath now, and try and get my temp- body temperature down a little bit. Um, and then, yeah, shower, home, get the train home, actually. Um, and then, yeah, a bit of dinner, try and get a good sleep. Um, then up in the morning see the physio before we get going.
4: Well it seems like a pretty straightforward game plan for tomorrow and uh, yeah Adam White you've got a few questions? Just one really I mean you love bowling here
3: how much of it is just getting yourself through this game winning it for Victoria and how much of it is that sort of more broader conversation around you know getting making sure you're playing cricket for Australia this summer particularly at a place like here where you play so well.
2: Yeah I think that's probably been um, a bit of a not tough, but I sort of get a bit frustrated when I'm playing game on, game off. Like, I do sort of have to look at the bigger picture. Um, but, of course, I want to play as many games Victoria as I can. Um, but knowing that there's five tests in Australia there's summer, two more after that, there's pretty much seven tests so there's a seven test summer, so there's a big workload coming up. Um, but, yeah, playing game on, game off is sort of a little bit frustrating because I feel like sometimes it takes me a while to get into the, the next game instead of when you're playing every game, you can sort of get in, you just roll and you go and... Um, but, yeah, I sort of looking at the bigger picture the last probably week or so. I got a bit frustrated during a couple of one-day games when the ball wasn't coming out as I'd like. Um, but, yeah, now i in feeling a really good spot.
3: And so are you going at 100% or do you have to bring, you know, hold a little bit back so you are prime for, for later on in the summer?
2: No, I'm going, yeah, pretty, pretty much 100%. Like, I'm not... If I'm playing a game, I'm going um, full tilt. So, yeah, that's... I'm trying to find rhythm um, in the nets, and then going into the game, I just, I just want to be not. I'm not thinking about anything else apart from trying to take wickets.
3: And you just bowled a really long spell before walking off the ground and literally speaking to us. I said to Willie, "Do you feel tired? Like, are you exhausted? Because it's not just the bowling; it's the fielding and time on feet. How do you feel after 60 overs?"
2: Uh, yeah, well, I think I bowled 16 out of, in about three hours. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, so, <laughs> um, feeling a little bit, a little bit puffed, but yeah, I sort of the last half an hour, sort of knowing that I was only going to bowl three or four more overs, then it was going to be end of the day. So, um, yeah, freshen up tonight and go again in the morning.
3: And one final one, the satisfaction getting Uzi out. Australian teammate, uh, a big wicket for Victoria, obviously late in the day, and he's such a high-quality batsman. Is that extra special for you?
2: Yeah, I felt like... I have just seen Harry before, I felt like the over before I bought a really good over and he pretty much every ball hit the middle of his bat. So, um, yeah... You know, my game plan's pr- pretty simple. I just tried to bowl a couple more bounces to him and that over. I don't know if it messed up his feet, but I felt like it was a decent ball to get him out. Um, but, yeah, having them five down with their captain out makes our job a little bit easier tomorrow.
3: Thanks for joining us, Scotty. Appreciate it. Next to uh, Scotty Boland is Marcus Harris, who hopefully will be an Australian teammate later on in the summer. I'm not going to embarrass Harry and talk too much about that. And I'm, more, I'm more interested in the uh, five or six pairs of shoes you've got some sort of lingering around. Why do you need that many pairs of shoes?
0: Well, they're my runners. They're my fielding shoes. They're my training volleyball shoes. And they're my batting shoes. So
3: can, I, can we have a look at the batting shoes? I'm interested from a spikes point of view, just the half spikes. Is that are you worried at times about getting your feet stuck in a, in a, in a pitch? Or why are yeah, they only the I half to the foot? I fo-
0: think I move quick enough to worry about getting stuck. Um... There's a guy in Sydney who does these, and I've always liked having like, these rubber sort of ones that are bit of, still a bit of traction, but not like the spike sort of traction. So.
3: They remind me of a very long time ago, before you were probably born, of the Puma Sheffield shoes that you used to wear in junior cricket. Now, in your locker, you've got three cricket shirts.
0: Yeah. Got a couple, another one on, one in there. Hopefully, cats washing another one at home.
3: <laughs> How many do you have each? Do you get like an allocation?
0: What have I got? Three
3: short sleeves, two long sleeves. Yeah, that's yep. all right. Now, I can only see one bat. Yeah,
0: they're
3: all in here. How many do you carry? Because I think this is something that people love to know. Oh, I've got one
0: chest card, my pad, and then I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven.
3: Seven bats. Yeah. And how, so, yeah. w- which one do you know that I- the actually is your best? Uh, or are they all actually the same weight and all, all
0: sort of... All similar. Um I just used it, yeah. I used this one last week so I used it again. Um, it was a nice bat and it didn't break so I just stuck with it. What's the weight? It's
3: actually out. written on it.
0: Locky Dinger normally writes it on there. it be like 2.9 and a bit. Yeah, see so it says MH 2.9. So, okay. Um, yeah, he looks after me pretty well, Locky down at Kookaburra and whatever Lock says I go with. You still
3: got the shadow bat? That's sort what of it is. Yep, yeah. yeah,
0: very good. And the gloves, the
3: last question around your yeah. equipment. Now, Steve Smith actually carries a bag of gloves with him to games. How many do you bring with you and how quickly would you change gloves?
0: Yeah, I haven't quite got as many as Smudge. I have probably got six for playing and a pair for training. And then probably change like every, or oh, try and go till drinks, but maybe half an hour, just depends how the day's going and how much I've worn them.
3: And then they dry out and you use them again. It's not like you then chuck them out and get another another one. No,
0: run. no, I don't chuck them out. But, um, yeah, it depends how you're batting. I <laughs> didn't start great, so they've lasted a bit longer than normal. But um, got a bit more wear and tear the last couple of games.
3: And one final one on your game. Obviously, we've spoken a lot about this on, on the coverage, the Shield coverage, about the 164 last week and then the runs again yesterday. How much better are you feeling about life now you have got those runs on the board as you sort of work your way into the
0: season? Yeah, it does help. It's not like, uh, it's just annoying as a batsman so whenever you're not making runs and to miss out a couple of games in a row is frustrating. But um, to have bounced back the last couple of games and to get another score yesterday was good. So just one less thing to worry about too much. Um, but yeah, just understanding that the game the is difficult and you know you can get conditions like that where it's tough and not easy. But um, yeah, feeling a bit better about my game than what I was a week or two ago.
3: Tony Dottomay was next to us watching yesterday so I just had a word to him so things are things are on track. Now you'll go home now you talked about your wife Kat but you're also going home to your son Max? Max. What's it like being a dad?
0: Yeah good Cat, poor cat has been one out, she was one out all day yesterday and all day today so I'll go home and feed him and look after him and change him and hopefully he goes down quickly but who knows but it is great like it takes your mind off the, off the day straight away, it was brilliant to go home and sit with him last night, he's just starting to smile and laugh and stuff like that so um yeah i've enjoyed it so far so hopefully he's minimal work tonight
3: appreciate you having a chat to us um good luck for the rest of the match thank you marcus harris all right
4: bryce over to you where are we going well i thought we might grab the victorian coach he's uh just debriefing a little bit with a few of the, the players here and uh we need to let him go and uh catch up with his son's under 11 cricket game but Day two. Uh, what, what's your role now, Victoria? In a pretty powerful position, 300 runs. You, you probably wouldn't have anticipated that at the beginning, declaring after being sent in on that type of wicket.
5: Yeah, it was. You know, it was a bit of a, a tough toss to lose, but um, I think a lot of our batters are in form, Brycey. So, um, you know, we knew if we could get a couple of partnerships together, we'd, we'd be okay, and then. And then the news filtered through that um, No Nisa and, and Steckity, That was that was a bit of a relief, obviously, when when they had won the toss. So um, I thought we batted outstandingly well. It was a it was a really tough um, pitch. One of those pitches I think you just never feel in. On you can always get a good ball as as Usman um, you know received at the end of the day today. So. Um, you know, we did we did fantastically well and then we backed it up with the ball. We, we've we've bowled really, really well. We've created chances. We've beaten the bat a lot. Um, and we just needed a bit
4: of luck to, to find the edge and, and we did. You look like a really happy coach and th- that's really pleasing. I, I suppose around the group, that's pretty important to be uh, relaxed and enable the players rather than getting some tension around them. How do you cope with that when there are those tense moments? Uh,
5: you probably have to ask the players, I think, that, but, um, yeah, look, it's 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 one of those ones you don't want to ride the roller coaster too hard um you know there's times when when things aren't going so well and and um you know you you, you have to call it out but um equally you you, you know that the, the game's playing out the way it is let let the boys play um they, they've got to got to learn the game as well we're still got a young group um but you know they're, they're doing really well and i think we we had a a bit of a tough start to the year we had a we had a Um, a tough road trip really to Perth and then to Mackay to probably um, the tougher challenges, WA away Queensland away and that was a a bit of a setback but since then I think we've played really, really good cricket um,
4: and we've continued to do so in this game. And it sets up really nicely, doesn't it, for uh, the, the remainder of this game um, and a move off the bottom of the Sheffield Shield table. Um, what are you looking forward to most, I suppose, with how the game is, is structured now um, and, and what you're endeavouring to do um, first thing tomorrow? Oh, look, I,
5: I like the, the fact we, we set the platform um, after day one with the bat and from there we could really drive the game. It was up to us to... Um, to, to drive to drive it and and, and we have I think with, with the ball you know the, the way we've gone about it we've been attacking we've kept the slips in we've kept it full um, and, and we've taken wickets so so it's the same from here on in you know its it's, it's really up to us to, to really um, put the pressure on queensland and, and and then if hopefully we can bowl them out probably go out and bat again um, and, and be quite positive and then give ourselves the best chance in that last innings
3: Thanks, Buck. Appreciate it. I want to talk to Sammy Harper. And Sammy, come over and uh, introduce the SEN audience to Doug Warren, who has made his debut in this game and has just taken his first wicket and carried on quite remarkably after taking the first wicket. What was it like? Left arm tall orthodox
6: spin. What was it like keeping to it? Because there was bounce and turn. Yeah, there was lots of turn and bounce, Whitey. Um, yeah, he told me in the Nets the other day that he had a 122k arm ball that none of the opposition would know about, and that was his first Shield wicket. So, um, yeah, no, I was very excited for him. And as, as you could see with the crowd, there was a few excited uh, Trinity or Melbourne Uni people there. So uh, at one stage, I think we thought well, that he was going to run into the crowd to join them for, <laughs> for a quiet can in the afternoon. And uh, no, we were all very excited for him. Now, Doug, Doug,
3: you've got to come over here. Put your shirt on and come over here. We're going to have a chat to you. It's exciting though when
6: someone makes his debut and, and makes an impact. Yeah, it is. I think from yesterday morning with Simon Mackin coming in, that's always exciting. Having a presentation, I think. Uh, yeah, eight seven four for Doug, and it's, yeah, it's always proud when someone new comes into the group, and then. Um, yeah, we were laughing yesterday. They did a pretty easy first day of first class career. Just uh, we were talking about the top 10 golf courses we've ever played down here. And so this is a bit different to Melbourne Uni. And then, yeah, this afternoon, what he, when he got his chance with the ball, we were all right for him. And as you just said then, what he had, yeah, great turn, great bounce, and a pretty lethal arm ball. Hey, Dougie. Dougie, congratulations on your
3: debut. But to get a wicket on the MCG, living the dream.
6: Absolutely, living their dream. Dream since I was a little kid playing cricket in the backyard with Dad throwing balls at me, so couldn't have asked for it any better. Were you nervous? Absolutely. I was absolutely bricking it. Um, I had a lot of build-up tension, so I started cramping after I bowled four overs, so it was just a bit too much nervous tension going on, but after taking a wicket and running on like a, carrying on like a little pork chop, um, yeah, it was a bit too much, but it was a lot of fun and couldn't have asked for any better
3: that moment of taking the wicker, the arm ball, the LBW, Jack Clayton, one of the best young players in the country, and then the celebration. Can you remember much of it? I know it was replayed on the big screen many times, but what can you remember of the moment?
6: It was a bit of a blur. I was pretty happy with how I'd set him up in the three balls before, and I thought it's time to let the arm ball go. Um, and it came out nice, nicely. I normally uh, miss a little bit to the left hander, so it was nice that it came out. I was hitting middle stumps, so after that it was just take off and don't look back. I like celebrating a wicket, so it was nothing too new.
3: No, it was awesome, mate. Congratulations. Well done. Thanks for having a chat to us, Doug. Really appreciate it. And Sammy, well done as well. Cheers, matey. Thank you. The Vicks are going okay. Come on, Bryce. Come over here. We've got to talk to Fergus O'Neill, because Fergus is one of my favourite players. We've only got about 90 seconds to go. Ferg, what do you think of the celebration? Was it a bit over the top?
1: Uh, you only get one goal at it, so I'm happy with it. It'll um, it'll be remembered for a while, I think. The
3: MCG, you you're having a lot of really good memories here with the bat and with the ball what's it like for you a
1: young player coming through where the mcg is your home field yeah we love playing here we know we only probably get to play one or two games a season here so we try and make the most of it and um yeah we've done that so far and hopefully we can continue that for for the rest of this game and the
3: pitch really does suit the way you bowl doesn't it it's just absolutely tailor-made for you
1: yeah i've been lucky a couple of times I need a keep, uh, keep pagey on as the curator but no i think it's it suits us all we're bowling well as a, in tandem uh the four quicks and and whether it's toddy dougie or, or whoever have been going well and having success so yeah as i said hopefully we can keep that going for the remainder of the game and, and season Fergus, thanks for your time,
3: mate. Appreciate it. We had to get uh, Fergie in for a quick chat. We're off to a break. We're heading back upstairs. We're going to talk to Daniel Cherney live from India after Australia's big win over South Africa. You're listening to Sports Day on SEN 1116.